What's going on, Brian? <clears throat> hey, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Uh, um, if you're like echoing, I'm going on my my walk that I usually go on after work. So if you're any echoing, I'm going on my walk. So, no worries. Uh, you ready to get this started, man? Yeah, let's do it. All right, what's good, everybody? It's Big Baby Jonathan here. Welcome to the Big Baby Jonathan Sports Podcast Show. I got Brian. Brian, introduce yourself, man. Since you're new to my podcast, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Brian Oringer. I uh, I'm on Twitter at Scout with Brian. Brian's with a Y. Um, I spent the last seven years before the season working in the NBA for three <clears throat> three different teams as a video coordinator and advanced scout. And uh, yeah, now I'm on. ScoutWithBrian.com, uh, putting out some in-depth uh, film studies and all that on uh, YouTube. So uh, tell us a little bit about your experience as a scout in the NBA. Yeah, so uh, the season before this past one, I, I was a regional advanced scout for the uh, the Hawks and Raptors. So what that means Hey, I saw you last time. <laughs> What's that? No, go ahead, finish up. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, I was, you know, for the Hawks and Raptors. So basically... Uh, whenever those teams would play, say, the Nets, I would watch the Nets and just watch Kenny Atkinson all game and pretty much just steal the play calls. Um, so it's almost like you're a spot. It's an impressive row. You get a credential, all that good stuff. You just have to really know the play calls inside and out. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what I did as, a, as an advanced scout for 60 or so games in the 17-18 uh, season. Okay, that, that's pretty cool, man. Um so now let's dive into some NBA talk. What is your thoughts about the Lakers getting Anthony Davis? How do you think they're going to play this year? Uh, I think they'll be pretty good. I, I I think I have them just a notch below the Clippers right now, to be honest with you. But to me, I, I think, uh, you know, they're probably second, maybe third in the West. And I, I think, you know, LeBron and AD are probably the, the best, you know, pairing in the league. I, I think just – from a depth standpoint, they're not as good maybe as uh, some of the others in the league. But I love Avery Bradley. I think he's a he's a great defender. You know, I like uh, Danny Green as a three and D guy. Um, you know, I like Troy Daniels, uh, Jared Dudley, Demarcus Cousins. You know, they, they've got some good pieces, got some good depth now. I, I think just missing out on that third superstar, um, you know, limits their ceiling a little bit this season. But I, I do think they'll be one of the top uh, five or so teams in the entire NBA for sure. I think the Lakers are going to do well this season. Obviously, I'm a late, big-time Laker fan, but I just feel like LeBron and AD, with this team that we have constructed right now, is a championship contending team, in my opinion. You have LeBron, AD, the role players that we have to win the championship. So how do you think AD is going to play his first year in L.A.? Uh, AD is phenomenal. You know, I think he's a, he's a top-10 player in the league for sure, um, you know, with potential to be – uh, you know, a top three or four player even. You know, he's a he's a four or five who can, who can dribble, who can pass, who can obviously shoot, he can roll and finish and just, you know, post up. You can use him pretty much everywhere on the floor. So I think they'll be uh, pretty creative with, uh, you know, having LeBron handle and pick and rolls with him, having Davis even handle and some pick and rolls with, with LeBron or small guys. Even setting for him, you know, I think they'll post him up. I think they'll use him. Uh, pick and pops, you know, I, I think you can use him, you know, spotting up, obviously. You can use him almost any different way, um, you know. So I, I think the two of them together, obviously, are, are great tandem. Um, you know, it'll just be interesting to see how much they play, say, AD at the five. I know he said he doesn't want to play there, but uh, I do think they probably 
need him to play some five because, uh, you know, LeBron playing the three, guarding guarding threes might be a little more difficult for him at this stage in his career. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one, man. But I just feel like AD and is on the mission to win the championship for the Lakers. Like, just his attitude. He just wants to win. And this signing or this trade that we did was big since the Pau Gasol trade. Even though the Dwight Howard trade didn't work out. Remember the Dwight Howard for for uh, Biden and all that? I know it didn't work out, but I feel like this trade is going to help the Lakers in the long run. But let me ask you this. I got to go there. Since you used to be a scout, um, what do you think of Ben Simmons' game? What do you think he needs to work on to be that superstar? Well, I mean, the obvious thing to point to is, is the jump shot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's on the verge of, of being a superstar even without it. I, I think he's got incredible floor vision. You know, the way he sees the floor as a 6'10 guy and passes the ball is pretty remarkable, you know. So I think uh, as long as they get him consistently playing with a, a really high motor and, uh, you know, playing in the post some, uh, driving and kicking, playing fast, up-tempo, uh, I think he's a star, you know, and obviously, yeah, you know, he does need to be able to to be a threat outside of three, four feet, you know, so even if it's not a jump shot necessarily, he needs to be able to maybe, you know, hit a floater from six or seven feet, hit some kind of push floater shots that you see the bigs in the league use today, you know, I, I think even if he's able to, to at least stretch to inside the elbows a little bit to, to have some solution, you know, away from the rim, I think is obviously going to be pretty critical uh, for him. Yeah, for me, man, I feel like he can be a superstar if he just he's more aggressive. Like, just keep shooting, your jumper's eventually going to fall. And also, why is he too scared to shoot a three? He's He hasn't shot a, a three-pointer yet this year or this past season. So it's like, shoot the ball. Like, why are these uh, basketball players so scared to shoot? Like, for every example, along the ball. How come his jump shot isn't panned out like it did at UCLA? Yeah, that's a good question, man. A lot of it is, uh, is mental and, and confidence, but you know, obviously, if uh, if the coaches feel like a Simmons three in a game, you know, wouldn't even be like a twenty percent shot or something. It's you know, it's not a really efficient option. And when you're when you're a playoff team that needs to win almost every game you play, you know, it's hard to uh, to live with that. You know, unless you're on a really bad team that can afford to just have guys chucking. So you know, I think in Lonzo's case, it's been mostly a, a confidence thing. It, at times and feeling maybe a little too much of that L.A. pressure. But, yeah, maybe now going to a little smaller market in New Orleans will hopefully be better for him and let him get some confidence back in his jumper. Yeah, for me about Lonzo, what made me very angry was he would bring up the ball, throw the ball to LeBron, stand in the corner, get the ball, and be aggressive. You're an NBA for a reason, you know what I mean? So it just it sucks they got traded, but I feel like he's going to improve on his game on the next team. Yeah, no, I think he's still got huge upside. You know, he he passes, he rebounds, he does, he defends, he does a lot of the little things well. So I think he's still a winning player, and he's, you know, he's he's a starter in the league, even if he doesn't shoot the ball that well. But yeah, if he wants to be anywhere close to an all-star caliber player, and you know, one of the best point guards in the league, obviously he's got to be, got to feel confident in his shot, and uh, you know, do something a little more offensively as well. Yeah, man, I just feel like. When he was out there on our team, our defense was up there third with him out there. Without him, 24 or so, who yeah. knows what the Lakers' defense is going to be like without him. But let me ask you this. How do you think the Clippers are going to do this year? Oh, I'm sorry. I lost you for one second. Say that again. 
how do you think the Clippers are going to do with Kawhi and Paul George? Um, I, I have them being the best team in the league, to be honest with you. You know, I think, uh, like I said, I'm really high on the Lakers, but I'm even higher on the Clippers. Um, you know, I think uh, those are the two best kind of two-way players in the league and Kawhi and Paul George, and you add them to a team that, you know, won 48 games last year and has, uh, you know, the two guys that probably both would have won <clears throat> six man of the year in um you know, in Lou Williams and uh, Montrez. And, uh, you know, uh, you had that to Patrick Beverly, a really gritty guy. You got uh, Zubac. You got, uh, you know, some young well, Landry Shamet, good shooter. Got some good young pieces there. So I, I think they'll be, you know, the, the clear favorite to me to win the title. But I do think, like I said, I do think your Lakers and a couple other teams can be competitive with them. But uh, to me, I think smart money right now is on the uh, on the Clippers. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I just feel like, the, something about the Clippers, you know how history repeats itself with the Clippers every year. Oh, it's a new regime, but for me, as of, as them watching them, the outside looking in, until they win the championship, they will always be the JV team to me. So I feel like Kawhi's going to do good over there with the Clippers, but I just feel like Paul George is not consistent in the playoffs. Look what he did last year against Utah, or actually against, oh, two years ago against Portland. Not Portland, Utah. Excuse me. He didn't do anything. Joe Ingles got in his head and didn't do well. So I just feel like Paul George, until he takes that next step, I don't think the Clippers are going to do anything, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. But, uh, you know, they do have Kawhi. He was clearly made that leap as a, as a superstar and just carried the team to the finals. So, you know, I, I think uh, <clears throat> maybe George, you're right, is a, is a secondary option. Maybe he's not the, the first banana, but he's, uh, he's clearly a star and, you know, one of the best – 10 to 15 players in the league. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a crazy offseason or crazy season, but what was your initial reaction when Russell Westbrook got traded to Houston? Were you surprised by that trade? <laughs> uh, I wasn't really shocked, especially after Paul George got traded. I mean, that was the far more <clears throat> shocking thing to me. But, uh, yeah, I think Houston's a, a good spot for Russ, and I think, you know, Houston kind of just stood there and watched – both LA teams get a lot better, obviously. Watch Utah get a lot better, obviously. And I think they realized they just, you know, they couldn't stand Pat, couldn't have the exact same team as last year. And, uh, you know, I think Russ is a clear upgrade over Chris Paul at, at this age in his career, being four years younger and, uh, you know, plays with an amazing motor, um, you know, great under, can be a good um, you know, all those things will allow them to play faster, play in training. I think it's a good I was sad to see him leave somewhere in Oklahoma City that he had so much success or, or was there at least. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what the next chapter brings for him. How, how do you think the offense is going to work with them too, Harden and Westbrook? A lot. But for me, I think like Harden is ball-dominant, though. You know what I mean? He's so, he's so, so ball-dominant. Westbrook is ball-dominant too. But how is that going to work together, though? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's not going to be perfect. But, uh, you know, the same way even people said Chris Paul and Harden you know, people critique that because uh, it's two ball dominant guys. And they were, you know, first or second in the league in efficiency almost every season. Uh, I think it'll be pretty similar uh, with Russ. You know, I think uh, take turns a little bit more, let Russ push the pace, let him handle a little bit more. But, you know, Harden's a really good spot of shooter still. Um, you know, Russ can, can back cut, he can offensive rebound, he can stay in the dunker spot. So, I think there'll be a lot of a lot of creative things you can do and a lot of ways 
uh, you can figure out. And most importantly, I think, you know, they're both really unselfish players. So even if uh, Harden's handling in a pick and roll or Westbrook's handling in a pick and roll, you know, Russ averaged a league leading 10.6 assists. Harden was up there with eight points. You know, they're both uh, elite passers to me. So, you know, I, th- I think the ball will still definitely move around and, and find you know, whoever's open. And uh, I'm not too worried about their offense still being pretty darn good. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part about what you said. Um, Russ Burke only got traded for Chris Paul. I was expecting Eric Gordon, Capella, P.J. Tucker. They still have that group of talent around them. So who knows? But here's the thing about the coach. Mike D'Antoni doesn't preach defense. All it is is run and gun, give up 150 points and be okay with giving up that. And for that team to get far, I think Mike D'Antoni has to be gone and get a new coach in like a Mark Jackson. What do you have to say about Mike D'Antoni? Is he the main reason Houston didn't win last season? Uh, no, I don't think he's the main reason. I mean, <clears throat> you know, he's been less of a minor coach more about offense for sure I think you know Houston's defense especially in the playoffs is usually ranked one of the best uh, one or two you know in the playoffs and they've you know they were the only team came close to beating uh, Golden State when they were at full strength and uh, style of switching everything has kind of taken over across the league so I think he did a really good job with uh, you know with with Jeff Fizdelic and, and the defensive schemes there but yeah, I mean, now he's clearly got to prove himself in the playoffs and get them over the hump. And uh, if he doesn't do it this season, I'm I'm sure they'll probably move on to a new coach. Yeah, I feel like this is his last year as the coach ever in the NBA. His system does not work. The only time it worked was when he had Steve Nash on his team. I know that I know they um, got to playoffs and stuff, but his offense is great, but it doesn't win championships. But uh, real quick before I let you go, we only got like – 14 more minutes, 14 minutes left. But uh, what's your initial reaction about the, the challenges this season? How do you think that's going to work? No. No, no, no. Uh, do you know how the NBA is doing the challenge thing? You can have a challenge flag? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I what, think it'll be interesting. I, I think, you know, we needed. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm not sure exactly, like, the coach making some motion to, to say to it. But, uh, yeah, I'm some really subjective, questionable calls that, uh, you know, I feel like refs sometimes will admit that they messed up. And, uh, you know, I like the fact that now there'll be maybe once a game where a team can challenge a critical call. And uh, so I, I think it's, uh, you know, a, a positive change that they might, you know, they'll need to tinker with and play with a little bit, but I think it'll end up helping in the long run. Is, is this going to be a, uh, a long-term thing or just a one-year try-it-out type of thing? Uh, probably, you know, start off as a one-year thing, but I think they view it as something they'll keep and, and keep improving on over time. But, you know, they used it, I think, in the G League, they used it over summer league. So I know they've tested it and, uh, you know, really something that people have been asking for for a long time. So I, I think it's uh, here to stay. It'll just take some time. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, thank you, Brian, for coming on, man. Go ahead and give out your social media again so people can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, just uh, scout with with a Y and the uh, same thing on YouTube, uh, scoutwithbrian.com. And yeah, really appreciate you having me. I enjoyed it. All right. Thank you so much, man. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate it.